the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. We almost didn't make it. We got here just in the nick of time. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions. Today, because it's Thursday, I am in the company of the most beautiful girl in the world, and in fact, it was your beauty, Paula, that sort of kept me off focus, so that's why we were almost late getting here today. Well, I'm sorry, but... You know. If you got Jesus, it, you got it, huh? Jesus created me like this. What you going to do? <laughs> hey, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. 340-9585. You can also call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630 630- Five seven five seven. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Uh, you can also send in questions via the Calvary Chapel free mobile app if you're driving in your car. The best way to call, the safest way to call, is to use the KSLR free mobile app. Just push the call now button and you'll be connected directly to our studio. Um, Paula, we've had, as I said, a busy day. We got to meet some really nice people and talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy and Sharon yep. at, uh, at a store that we went to. So mm-hmm. uh, it's always neat. You asked this morning in, in, in your prayer, Could, Lord, whatever you have, any opportunities. Yep. And they were both Christians, born-again yep. believers, mm-hmm. and uh, really nice people. So we got a chance to say hello to them today. Yes. Uh, yeah, we did. It was really kind of nice. You know, to, when you talk to people who are believers, you just there's a difference. You know, even before they told us that they were Christians, just kind of watching their demeanor and, and, and listening to them with other people, though they weren't talking about Jesus, you could kind of tell. You know, I like that. So we had opportunities even before that as we ate breakfast. Um, people kind of tend to um, gravitate towards the light of Christ that's in us, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, as you pray, Lord, give us opportunities. And, you know, this day is not over with yet, so I'm still looking forward to what's going to happen even yet. I just got a picture a few minutes ago with um, with Dawn and Brielle oh. going their way to Lima. Yeah. yeah, they are in the air right now uh, on the Miami to Lima leg of their trip. Uh, and tomorrow they're going to go to where the Bible College is. Mm-hmm. I'll probably mess this up, but it's Hamar Kaparu. Harmaka. Kahamarka. Oh, Kahamarka. Kahamarka. I can't Kahamarka. see you know that. Kahamarka, Peru. Okay, so wherever that is, that's mm-hmm. where they're going to be. Yeah. Again, please keep praying for them. Brielle was on the program yesterday, and we prayed for her last night at church, and it's always one of those sad things. And my producer, who happens to be uh, her father, is sort of in a state of, what am I going to do? I can't believe this day actually came. So yeah. uh, please keep them in your prayers. We would appreciate it. Remember, ladies, this is a day that we set aside for you, the date day edition of the program. If you have any questions or or need any encouragement about anything at all, Paula is here, and uh, we'd love to be able to do that for you. Paula, what's on your heart today? Well, I have a, a, a pretty good-sized list here. Um, two things. Happy birthday, Pastor Juan, oh. and happy birthday to Natasha. It's their birthdays today. We have a 
bunch of people who have uh, birthdays this month, and so, but it's theirs today, and uh, I just love them so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Natasha, for the chocolate cake that I'll take home today. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sweet Summer Devotions is... Wait a minute, i got to say this is a pretty good deal. Your birthday, we get chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. I'm looking over here, and, and the, the airport run in Austin, they went by Round Rock Donuts, so I've got yeah. some Round Rock Donuts over here, uh-huh. and it looks like there's some cupcakes gluten-free for gluten-free you. Gluten-free cupcakes, so, yeah. So I was going to go on this diet, you know? You're going to be the big woman in the corner. <laughs> what you be the big woman <laughs> in the front row. <laughs> Where's Pastor Rob's wife? Oh, there's, she's right there. She made chocolate cake and cupcakes, but that's all right. I'll, I'll work out extra hard next week. Um, but, yeah, Sweet Summer Devotions has been just outstanding, and we only have two more Mondays left. So the next, I'm, I'm excited for these two, though. Me too, I am, too. Every, everyone. But Patty Morrow who we need to pray for, you know, because we went from Elise being the youngest of our group of teachers to Patty Morrow, who is the elder stateswoman. And <laughs> she let me know. She goes, I have 21 pages. I was like, oh, well, you know. She's 40 like, minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes. <laughs> she says, I'm old. I got a lot of stories. Uh, so, But I, I'm looking forward to um, hearing from Patty. She's just a sweetheart and her husband, Chip. So pray for Patty Morrow. I don't have any idea again what she's going to talk about. But it can't be 21 pages. <laughs> She's going to talk really fast. Yeah. And She'll then, cut into my time on Sunday morning. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, Holly McPherson is um, the last of the Sweet Summer Devotion speakers. And, and Holly, you go in and want to tell the story? Well, yeah. I, you know, Holly is, um, her and Ryan and, and uh, Luke, of course, are embedded so deeply in my heart. Uh, uh, this was one of the young women in our church who wanted a baby, so bad a career military, uh, JAG lawyer, uh, her husband's still uh, a career military guy. And we loved them so long, they, they were taken away from us and, and went to Germany, stationed in Germany for a few years. Years. But in the years prior to them leaving for Germany, uh, they wanted the baby so bad, and Holly had, I think it was eight miscarriages, and she just couldn't carry a, a child. They'd get to a certain point, and I think 13 weeks or something was the longest, if I remember correctly. And I remember at an afterglow, and Paul's probably going to talk a little bit about the afterglow mm-hmm. today, but um, at an afterglow a long time ago, uh, the Lord gave me a word. Um, um, not to give up, uh, you know, because her heart was so broken and her family couldn't bear to see her in pain anymore. They they just basically begged her to stop trying. Mm-hmm. And um, um, the Lord said through me at the afterglow, don't stop trying. And uh, she got pregnant. Uh, Luke might be the baby that's been the prayed, prayed for the most baby in the history mm-hmm. of the world. That ever year, born. kindergarten <laughs> class every, every day. day. The kindergarten class yes. was praying for this pregnancy, but but we were praying mm-hmm. every day, and mm-hmm. and uh, the, the pregnancy went great. Luke is now uh, just a thriving. Uh, I think he's six. Yeah, pretty pretty. And he's almost as tall as his mom. <laughs> he's, he's a he's bam bam. Oh man, yeah, he really is bam bam. That's a good description. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, strong and speaks. He's fluent in two languages because right after he was born they went to Germany and so they went to um, um, he's fluent in Germany he's fluent in English of course mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they're all some of our favorites and I can't wait to hear the story what was the neat thing about all this not only did we get the baby and everything was well but um, uh, after a couple of years in Germany God brought him back home mm-hmm. to San Antonio mm-hmm. so we get to kind of spend the rest of the time with him so yeah. uh, all of that's coming and, and Patty has been through so much you know when you get to be our age and and patty is maybe a few years older than we are uh when you get to be our age there's so much that you've been through and you've seen jesus do so much and her story is really really a wonderful story and i i I can't wait at all so um please 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 uh don't miss him if you can be here. Yeah, yeah. Sam is having a little sign saying, um, after Luke, Amanda Mendoza, baby. Yeah. Kayla was the most prayed for. Yeah, so, we've had some babies for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, you talk about the afterglow. Um, wow. It was a pretty interesting, exciting, um, encouraging, instructive afterglow. You know, because you know how you pray, Lord, if you need to correct me, I'm open, but if you want to encourage me, I'm way more open. <laughs> if you want to instruct me, 
good because I need to know where you're going that I might follow you more closely. Um, and so this one, this this theme kept coming up, and, and Dawn was the one who kind of started off, and she and I had kind of been chuckling at each other for a, maybe a month whenever anybody says Romans 8.37. It just comes up. Yeah. Boy, we got lightning in the background. If you hear yeah, thunder and thunder, lightning, that's, just, that's what it is. We yeah. just, bam, that yeah. was loud. So Romans 8.37, um, she, she and I keep kind of chuckling because um, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And, you know, with, with the Bajasteros family going through, um, not losing their daughter, but, you know, letting her go off to Peru, you know, you just think... I don't think I can handle this, and there's just so much going on, and I have three other children, and how is that going to work out? And I teach at the school and all those things, and the Lord just kept settling her down, you know. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors to him who loved us. In other words, like he's been telling me for a year and a half, now almost two years, you can trust me. And so that's what he's been kind of encouraging Dawn with. No, 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 you're going to be okay, and so is Brielle. You know, looking at Brielle for all of these years and then listening to her even on the radio yesterday, she's just so mature and so rooted and grounded in the Lord. Um, man, <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't wait for her to get back. She's going to be one of my one of the speakers, and I'm going to be right there in the front row with my paper and my pen. Just go ahead. Tell me, teach me something, Brielle. Yeah, I cannot you know, wait. For those of you in the audience in Afterglow, uh, we, we here at Calvary Chapel San Antonio, uh, we have what we call our Afterglow service uh, in between books on Friday night. So when we finish one book, uh, we'll, before we start the next one, uh, two Mondays later, we'll, or, I'm sorry, two uh, Fridays later, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have this Afterglow service. And it's an opportunity. There's no Bible teaching, but we just basically let the Spirit of God flow and, and move and work. And uh, He delivers encouraging words. Nothing strange or weird happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this particular uh, afterglow, Paula, the, the, the overwhelming sense, uh, three things that, that, that I had, and I told our church on Sunday that this was perhaps the most profound afterglow for me personally ever. Uh, but the three things, the Lord, Lord wanted us to know he was pleased. Uh, he, he was he was happy that we were um, willing to follow him into really difficult places. There's a lot of ministry that goes on here that just shouldn't be going on simply because uh, it, it can't be paid for. We hold our breath over money every hour of every day, and uh, without letting our needs be known, uh, you know, there's just never, ever enough, and yet the Lord continues to provide. We have a free school. Malta Medical is free. Uh, um, the Manor House, uh, we, we do so much. Uh, we got Joy Jesus coming up pretty soon in October, and there's just so much that, that happens here. Camps and retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God wants to know he was pleased. Secondly, um, uh, he wanted us to know that that what we've been doing isn't all. There's more. Mm-hmm. And there's this huge door of effective ministry that's about to open for us. And I really don't know. Nobody knows except God what, what that door is going to lead to. But he's got us right at the edge of a door that he's opening so that we can walk through it. And who knows what the next thing God is going to ask us to do mm-hmm. might be. But we're right on the verge of that. And then the rest of the afterglow, the third thing that really was, was uh, profound to me was that God was saying, uh, I'm preparing you to walk through that door. Mm. I'm preparing you to walk through that door, so here's how preparation begins. And this is what I would like everyone in the audience to to understand, Paula, that preparation for what God is going to do begins with personal holiness. It begins with conviction of the Holy Spirit in your heart, not about the things that are going on in the world. One of the, the, the downsides of having a radio program like this is that we get a bunch of calls from people who are perplexed about what's going on in other people's lives, mm-hmm. what's going on in the world. And, and God says, no, let's, let's start by looking in and examining your hearts, Paul says, daily. Uh, but, but he gave us an opportunity to confess sin, to get right with the Lord, um, to, to, to make course corrections and adjustments. And all of that's preparation. And the picture I had that broke my heart was there's a whole bunch of people doing all of those things, getting ready to walk through that door, but a whole bunch of other people in in our body. And this is true of the entire body of Christ. 
but a whole bunch of other people who are on the outside and not able to walk through that door because they don't want to get serious with God about their sin. Mm. And God's not angry at anybody who's living in sin. God's not angry at, at somebody who's holding back from him or somebody who's lukewarm. But, but, but God is heartbroken because he has so much more. And it was it, it just overwhelming at times for me as a pastor to know that a whole bunch of us are going to be walking through this door and, and experiencing not only the goodness of God, but the power of God. And others are going to be left behind simply because they refuse to stop sinning. Yeah. You know, that vision of a long time ago that, you know, I, I was, was given by the Lord where you and I are in the boat. And, and we are looking back at the... It was a very small boat. It was a very small boat. <laughs> it's enough for three people, you, me, and Jesus. But, um, but looking back, you know, to the shoreline and then beyond that, the kind of a forest-looking thing where uh, quite a few people are running even into the water to get into the boat with us. So I'm sure Jesus, who can multiply fish and loaves, could make room for those who wanted to get in the boat with us and him. Um, but, yeah... There were still some that were turning around saying, come on, come on. But then there were still others standing saying, no, no, I'm too scared, you know. And um, until you really, until you trust God one time and he comes through for you, you don't know that you can trust. And so, you know, sometimes maybe this open door might just be for those um, people who've come from uh, maybe religious backgrounds and not a relationship with Jesus Christ and or from just hearsay, you know, their lives may be so messed up that they're willing to try, but they don't quite know how to do that. And so um, I think that's where we're going to, again, we, that's what we've been doing all of these years. Mm-hmm. You can trust him. Just be with mm-hmm. Jesus. And um, we're going to help people take those stands. Yeah, just imagine, Paul, think about something for a moment. God has a great plan for you, and and I'm talking generally to the audience. Mm. God has a great plan for you, and maybe because you're unwilling to forgive somebody who's wronged you, or maybe because you're angry, um, angry with God, perhaps angry with other people, angry at your circumstances. Um, Maybe it's just something as simple as some stupid habit that you've got, whether it's drinking too much or smoking marijuana or, or sexual immorality or just some dumb thing that could easily be shed but because of those things you're going to miss out on what God has for you. I, I think all the time Paul about all of the marriages um, uh, in Christian homes that are decidedly unchristian marriages and by that I mean they're really absent love. You know uh, people say they're going to go to heaven to be sure. But they're settling for so much less than what God wants for them. You know, a, a husband who tolerates the wife, a wife who tolerates the husband, uh, where, where the speech in the home isn't gentle and tender and loving and kind. Instead, you know, it's like, well, you get on my last nerve. You know, you're, you're making me do this. But, but the way we behave for, for younger couples, young, certainly younger than us with kids at home, mm-hmm. I think about all of the unkind things that um, um, the, the, the children have heard mom and dads say to each other and about each other. And I was raised in a home like that, you know that, where there was a lot of yelling and a lot of fighting. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I know how Jesus feels when that goes on in his house. Mm -hmm. And it's those kinds of things that will keep us from enjoying the fullness of God in our lives. And we really desperately need to to, uh, be, be willing to shed all of that stuff. We really do. I know. You know, uh, Sometimes you call yourself a one-string guitar, you know. No, I am. Yeah, but I, I kind of have caught that as well, where um, in First Peter 3, the Lord says, wives submit to your husbands, you know, um, that they may be won over without words and on and on. And well, I, it seems like every time I go somewhere, or maybe even here, it seems like that phrase comes up, wives submit to your husbands, as to the Lord. Or, you know, you, we only have to submit to our husbands, and that's why I say praise the Lord, we to submit to everybody but when we don't take that counsel from the lord why would we expect him to say anything more to us you know we want to learn to be content in the roles that he has given us and when we just put our hands on our hip i am woman hear me roar kind of attitude um god says well you can roar all you want to 
but are you really going to, are you ever going to do what I ask you to? Because until you do, it, there's just no peace. Yeah. And ladies, in fairness, I, I, Paula's talking to you because that's who she is, but um, um, we understand how difficult it is to submit to your husband when your husband's a jerk, uh, a jerk yeah, or, 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 or not kind, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. selfish. Yeah. Uh, we understand, but, but the whole point is you can trust Jesus. You don't have to trust your husband. Yeah. Men, you don't have to trust your wives. You can trust Jesus. Let's take a phone call, Paul, and then we'll okay. come back to this. Uh, Samuel from Church is on line one. Samuel, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ron. Hi, how are you? Fine. This is Sam from, uh, you know, Cheryl. I mean, uh, Cheryl. Oh, Lee. yeah, no, we got Oh, hi. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sam, 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 believe it or not, believe it or not, we haven't seen you in so long. We were talking about you last week. <laughs> Is that right? uh, it's Jennifer at the gym. Yeah, we saw uh-huh. we saw your daughter at the gym. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, you still there? I'm yeah. here. Yep. Okay. So see, I was thinking about you. See, you know, I had David and Linda with me too over here. You know. Th- Luna. 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 We were asking how you were doing. We, we, we ran into your daughter at the gym, and it was great to see her. She's all grown up, my goodness. But yeah. uh, so good to hear from you guys. What's up? Yes, yes. Well, I have a friend here. His name is Rusty. And I would like you to pray for him. He's going to do uh, cancer, colon cancer. Mm-hmm. So I would like to say a prayer for him. And... Uh, so he could get better and feel better. Okay. So is he a believer? Yes, sir. Okay. Praise the Lord. So let, let me, we're inside of just about four minutes left for the, the program here. So let me, or uh, for the half of the program, so let me pray. Father, we lift this dear brother to you. And, and uh, it's so great to hear from Samuel and Linda and David. But at the same time, uh, this is a serious mission, Lord. Um, we, we can add him to our list of those who are suffering from cancer. God, would you touch him? Would you heal him? Would you give his body strength? And here's my prayer, Jesus, that as you touch him and fill him overflowing with, with health and, and a strong body, that he would purpose in his heart that his response would be to dedicate the strength that you've allowed him to have for your glory, to serve you for the days of his life to remain. By the power of your spirit, God, we pray that Rusty would be full of your presence, that the peace that passes understanding would rest upon him. And then once well, Lord, that he would use his strength to serve you for your glory and love you from a grateful heart more than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. We're, we will continue praying. And uh, it's always good, Sam, to hear from you. It's been way, way, way too long. Mm-hmm. 340-9585. We've got just under three minutes left in this half of the program. Uh, but we'd love your live calls and questions. Again, ladies, this is a day that's especially set aside for you. 340-9585. Questions about anything. The Bible, what what you're struggling with. Um, life circumstances will take your calls and answer your questions, Paul. Mm-hmm. You were talking about in the afterglow where the Lord gave us opportunity um, to uh, ask for forgiveness or or confess our you know our sin, and and that uh, we had a couple people confessing the sin of pride that was keeping them from um, relationship with even family members. You know, um, it was just an amazing time and. Because this is such a family affair, the afterglow, um, it really is encouraging to the rest of the body. Uh, you know, I know we're not supposed to count horses or horses or wives, and so not that. But we had 34 people sharing that night. You know, and that's not including you in a like uh, not a retraction, but um, uh, maybe a retraction in some cases, but uh, uh, an encouragement after some 
some would speak. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, man, that is so awesome. And it was like, see what God can do when we will humble ourselves before him and um, before other people. We sometimes can be offended. As Pastor Richard was saying, we can be offended and um, just, well, they offended me, so forget them kind of thing where the Lord never does that to us. And so to see uh, a couple of people confess that, yeah, I was offended, but I wanted to be the bigger person. And the Lord kept prompting me to, to say, you know, please forgive me, please forgive me, in spite of what the other person or people may have come back with. It's not necessarily about the other people. It's really about our relationship with Jesus Christ and holding on to our pride and being uh, bitter and angry and unforgiving. It's just the Lord's like, I love you, but... Uh, you, you just what you said just sparks something. Was still a few minutes of your show next, sure. next at the top of the hour or yeah. at the half hour. A uh, couple of things to talk about. Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions. Or you can call toll free at eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. You're listening to the Word to Send Them for Life. Today is the date day edition, and beautiful Paula's live in the studio with me. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the date day edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh, 340-9585. Paul of the Afterglow, um, it, it was packed. We could have gone another hour and a half easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we got children's ministry and kids, and we got to keep, keep the schedule. Uh, but it was just really encouraging to me. Now, what I wanted to bring up, something that uh, always causes pastors a whole bunch of pain, uh, but you talked about it, uh, people that are holding offenses uh, against them too tightly, you know, instead of giving them, or being the bigger person. Uh, I, would, I would say being the most Christ-like person. But, you know, one of the things that we've got to stop doing as Christians, and everybody please tune in, because God, th- this just breaks his heart. We come to church, somebody isn't as nice to us as we think they should be. And we start saying things like, well, they're a Christian, they should be better than that, or, or they should know better than that. And we get offended, and we, we end up ourselves being the ones ripped off. You know, we, we go away mad. Sometimes we go away completely, uh, all because somebody offended you. When did we ever get such thin skin? Jesus said that we're to be the initiators of peace. Not the ones who respond to something somebody said, assuming the worst. Instead of believing the best, we Christians are so quick to assume the worst. And the truth of the matter is and always has been that when you come to church, you're coming to a a spiritual hospital full of really sick people, and some of them are going to bless the socks off you, and others are going to irritate you just a little bit. But the ones that irritate you, the ones that you find uh, offense with, those are the ones that got to be the object of your ministry. They're the ones that have this bullseye on them, and it's like Jesus sending you to them to make peace with them. Yeah. He said, well, I didn't do what they did. Yeah. Who cares? We still have people getting mad at us because we don't want the kids, the little ones, in the sanctuary. We don't have enough seats, first of all. Yeah. Secondly, um, they, they need to be taught at a level they'll understand, and we've got wonderfully gifted teachers. Uh, thirdly, moms and dads need to hear the Bible yeah. instead of correcting their children and keeping them quiet. And one of the things, Paula, that that they ought to do that they don't do, instead of getting angry, they ought to understand there's a reason for this. And what we want, our opinion, our preferences, none of that really matters at all. What matters is, how am I going to respond in a Christ-like manner when somebody offends me? And, um, you know, these these petty disputes that go on in the church, imagine we're going to be in heaven forever with those people that we're, we're being offended by mm-hmm. or, or those that we are offending. Mm-hmm. And, and how are we going to explain that? 
I mean, it's just one of those things. We've got to be a little bit tougher than that. Yeah, yeah. the Lord has really humbled me over the years. You know, here I am on the worship team sometimes, and and then I'll see people that kind of. Wish they went to the church down the street, you know, kind of attitude. That's not right, I know. And the Lord will say, write to me because he can read, he knows what's, what I'm thinking. I want you to go right over to that one and welcome them to Calvary Chapel San Antonio. What, again? You know, well, kind of thing. We've been praying for the lost and hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, confused. <laughs> and it's like God sends them, yeah. and, and we get, well, why did they come? Yeah. Well, we can't, you know, that's not the heart of Jesus. I know, I know. Just trying to help the people along because you have to grow in that. You have to continually, what he says is, if anybody's going to come after me, they have to die daily, pick up their cross and follow me. That Jesus would accept any of us who have an attitude against anybody else, we're thinking way too highly of ourselves. And so he says to me, I want you to go right over there and welcome them again to Calvary Chapel San Antonio. And on my way there, I'm like a shamed dog with my with my tail between my legs, you know, and I go over there and, and they're just the nicest people ever. They just love me, just so thankful that, you know, I'm always so welcoming. Praise the Lord, they didn't know what I was thinking, you know. But yeah, you learn. People are the way they are for a reason, but more than that, God created each one. And his heart for them, no matter who they are, what they've done, is a heart of love. And Paula, excuse me, I've called you out of darkness. And the only reason I've let you live is that you might be able to help other people yeah. out of the darkness. And so, you know, yeah. I, I want to be the right representative. We pray that all the time. Well, and, and I'm at church on the worship team, and, and an attitude will come. But you know what? I know those thoughts come from an outside source, but I also know the one who forgave me, and then I get to choose. Do I want to stay in my flesh? You know, whether it was a thought for a second, or do I want to walk in the spirit that I might be pleasing to the Lord, bring a smile to his face, and watch what he can do. You know what? Some of those people are now my best friends. And, you know, it's always true that when you start praying for people that bug you a little bit, um, or or maybe have offended you in a bad moment, God changes your heart, and because He changes your heart, you don't miss out on the stuff that He has. It's 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 still frustrating to me to have people uh, with with disagreements or divisions um, that are so severe that the people will leave churches um, instead of going to people and saying, you know what, I, I don't understand why you did that, but can we talk about it mm-hmm. so that we can make sure that there's no opportunity for the enemy to mess with us? Mm-hmm. Instead, we just get mad and go sometimes. And then the enemy's got this fertile ground to, to, to take all these thoughts and turn them into to destructive thoughts. Mm-hmm. But, but we forget that his intended destruction project is you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's you. And uh, we've got to be better than that. We've got to be men and women who understand that, that the person that offends us is the target, the object of our ministry. And and when you win that kind of a friend, mm-hmm. you've got a friend forever. You've got a friend forever, yeah. yeah. I was in a restroom the other day, and this little girl with her mom, and she says, because, you know, not everybody knows who I am or how I wear my hair and stuff, and so my hair is kind of spiky on the top. So this little girl says to her mom, well, to me and her mom, evidently, and she goes, ooh, she has funny hair. And, and the mom was just mortified, you know. And I was like... Oh, no, she's a funny lady. And I said, is it my hair? And the little girl said, mm-hmm. I said, I know. It matches my crazy personality. Uh, and it's the only way I know how to comb my hair. Well, the mom, that just, thank you so much. <laughs> I wasn't offended and stuff. And so we can laugh at ourselves, you know. And you know what else I found out, Pastor Ron, is the people that I'm most um, kind of disturbed by, you know why? Because they're like you. They're the most like me. <laughs> so, you know, it's like... You know, Paul, that's like the little boy. His mom was holding... His mom and dad were right there. Uh-huh. And, and and she was holding him. Okay. And so I, I was in the hallway, and I was walking up, and I, I talked to him said, Hi, how you doing? I gave him all a big hug. And the little boy says, Mom, his breath smells... 
And you could you, see the mom's the, face. I'm sure was going the next. color. And and the little boy said, "Good." Uh, I had a lemon ricola in my in yeah. my mouth. But, but you could see the relief on their face, and I just thought, well, you know, the truth is the truth. Yeah. If she if the baby would have said his breath smells bad, you know what? I'm I'm coming to brush my teeth yeah. or something. But yeah. but it's just you know we we can't be offended by things. Uh, dead people have no right to be offended. We're supposed to be dead. Though we're walking around, we're supposed to be dead. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody doesn't like something I'm wearing, it's okay. And yeah. I've had people come in. I'll wear a shirt on a Sunday, and, and people will love it. And then somebody comes and say, wow, stupid shirt. <laughs> you know? And, and, and so, you know, but, but that doesn't offend me at yeah. all. Yeah. It just, it just, the Maybe diversity. Maybe I'll wear one you like next week. Yeah, the you uniqueness know? in yeah. the body of yeah. Christ. So oh, I, I guess it's just a, my little mini message about yeah. not being so easily offended. You miss out on so much of you're always looking, uh, holding somebody to a higher standard than yeah. you yourself are willing to, to be held to. It's a it's yeah. a really dangerous place to be. Now yeah. I'll be quiet and let oh. you go. Oh. oh, no, that's okay. Um, uh, but as we were going through the, the um, afterglow, too, you know, um, we had a young man stand up that I've I've never seen before, and he was talking about looking at trials as a good thing. And, you know, nobody really wants to hear that. Like, you know, sit down, kid. You yeah, know? See, here's the case when my first thought was, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I have been through one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we all kind of know what trials produce, perseverance and character and, and hope. And hope does not disappoint it because, you know, God has poured out his love into our hearts. And so even talking to Sharon today at the at the store, you know, she's, had one hip surgery, went into infection, had another hip surgery, and she's getting over the infection. Well, now after She was ready, that, like me, she's ready for Jesus she to come said, back, wasn't she? Jesus, I'm ready for my new body. Yeah. You know, and now one of her knees is acting up because she's been out of balance for so long, and oh my goodness, but she still had a peace about her, but I'm sure... When and she a joy. Was, and a joy, but going through those things, you learn, okay, because this is what she said, all right, Jesus, I've been in a lot of hospitals and a lot of rehab places, but if just one person got saved because they heard the message through me, even in my suffering, then it's worth it. And you could tell she meant that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when we're going through something, you know, nobody really wants to rejoice in that. Really like, oh, happy day, I had infection after, after a hip surgery. No, it's not that at all, but okay, Lord. How do you want to use me in this? Because, you know, even talking with Brielle yesterday, or listening to Brielle yesterday, you know, Lord, where you go, I'll go. And so if he leads us, not that he's caused her hip to go out, but she is where she is and he's with her, you know, where you go, I'll go. You know, who you serve, I'll serve. And so we look for those opportunities no matter what or where. You know, you talk about your the thing we just went through with you. We got to minister to and pray for people in the hospital, doctors and nurses, you know. And, in fact, a couple of them recognized you, you know, your voice. <laughs> You're Pastor Rob when you got that, that robe thing with the little ties in the back. It's like, oh, please, not now. Don't recognize me now. But, yeah, people, we got to pray for people. And so it's... It's kind of one of those things. You know, the most surprising the most surprising thing about that whole episode was the, the number of doctors who had just come up and started unloading on us their their their, their problems, marriage problems, yeah. and, and these are people we don't know. Yeah. But but it just God draws them to us, mm-hmm. and and we can be there for them. Now they've got to make the right choices, yeah. but but uh, they're without excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So. Um, Okay, here's another thing I was going to ask you. Talking about hearing the call. You know, hearing the call as far as where you go, I'll go. Do we we hear the call? Okay, go west, young man. You know, or come to San Antonio. You yeah, we were actually call. we were actually going east. Yeah, we were going east. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for instance, I was thinking about hearing the call. You know, uh, for at the wall of, uh, of Jericho, you know? Okay, he heard. You're gonna walk around one time every day, no noise. Same thing, second day, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And then on the seventh day, 
you're going to walk around, and by then, you know, the people on the wall are mocking you and everything. And on the seventh day, you're going to go around, and then you're going to shout. Go around seven times on the seventh day. Seven times on the seventh day, and you're going to shout. Yeah, that's hearing that call. And he sold it to the people, and they were obedient, and they came down. I was thinking about Levi, the tax collector, you know? Jesus says, leave everything. Yeah, I'm sure there's other tax collectors like, can I have your booth? Like, you know, <laughs> Melody and, and Jaden, can I have Rio's room? <laughs> um, but Levi, the tax collector, and all his tax collector friends or associates, you know, it's location, location, location. You, you're going to follow Jesus? Well, I'm gonna, can I have your your station well he's you know get the party going and he's got all his text collector friends there and he's talking about Jesus um, but how did he hear that call and just know I'm leaving yeah. fame and fortune behind you know, you, know if you, you unpack that a little bit Paula because uh, Levi that's Matthew the writer of the gospel of Matthew uh, his story is so significant because there was no persuasion no coercion uh, the day he was called Jesus just walked up and said follow me mm-hmm. he didn't tell him leave everything he, he just said follow me and instantly he did that he left everything and followed Jesus and, and that was a clean break from the old life but but for Matthew the way it happened is the way that I hope it's happening uh, on this program for people or in church for people uh, there they're hearing the word. They're hearing the word. Imagine the things that Matthew heard. Now, in one moment, Jesus would be an irritation for him because he would be saying these things and it would make Matthew angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn the other cheek, sell everything and mm-hmm. give it to the poor. He heard all those things because his ministry, his his uh, tax collecting booth was always where Jesus was. But the, the positive side of that was that Jesus always had these huge crowds. So Matthew had this great place where there would always be opportunities to collect. And little by little, day after day, hearing Jesus, watching Jesus, Mm -hmm. seeing the miracles that he performed, seeing the way people responded to him, without a word being said to him directly by the Lord, the Spirit was drawing him to Jesus. So at just the right time, Jesus walked up to him and said, follow me. Mm Leave everything, follow me, and that's exactly what he did. And that's the way the Spirit of God works through the Word of God. You know, the the defenses get broken down over and over and over, and suddenly somebody's ready to surrender their heart to Jesus. Uh, That's what happened with Matthew. Mm was a little quick side note from our um, Sweet Summer Devotions this past Monday with Elise. She said once Jesus, you know, got a hold of her heart and she was saved at a really young age and she'd been hearing, you know, I'm sure you talking and stuff and uh, she said she went right home. She was radical and she started breaking all her CDs. She knew she wasn't <laughs> supposed to pass them on or make any money from them. She went right home and, you know, like the people just get rid of all that evil, vile stuff, you know, I mean, how evil Val could it be? She was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> she got sick. But she heard the call, and she knew that there were some things that were influencing her that she needed to get rid of. And so that was, she had us cracking up. But what about, you know, crossing the Jordan at flood stage? How do you hear that call and and go, well, you know, for one thing, they, they had their backs against a rock and a hard place. I mean, it, you either go into the Jordan River at flood stage or you get killed. But how do you hear that call to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to stand here, I'm going to hold my staff, and it's going to... Isn't that the wrong story? That's the Red Sea. Red Sea, okay. Well, what about crossing the Jordan at flood stage? Go on, Pastor Ron. That's why you're pastor. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, you know, as they would have approached the Jordan from a distance, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 everybody was excited. Now, I, I use 1 Corinthians 4 2 a lot. It's required oh, yeah. that every man given a trust must prove faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but the, from, from a distance, the Jordan would look like a nice slow stream to, to cross we're going in can't wait what's God going to do what's God and they get right to it and they find out that it's at flood stage we're going to die out here mm-hmm. and in order for them to be successful they had to take that first step and as soon as they took the first step with the ark with the Levites God's representatives then that's when the river dammed up and they walked across it on dry ground 
You know, those are the things that, that, well, I'm sure this is what God wants us to do. He's given us the land of Canaan. He's made us all these promises. We've waited 40 years for it, but now I'm afraid. And, and you know, those are the things in your walk that you have to overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has been true in my life. It's been true, I think, in every Christian's life who wants everything that God has for them. The minute you say yes, two things are going to happen. The enemy is going to start lying, mm-hmm. and you're going to be tested. And you're going to be tested. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be tested. tested yeah. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. Why? Because those tests demonstrate how faithful, how genuine our faith really is. Mm-hmm. And when we know where we're going to go or what we're to do, there shouldn't be anything that keeps us from doing it. Yeah. When we left, just you just made me think of this. When we left California and we went to Arizona for those five days, and just the emotional, spiritual attack, everything, you know, we're sleeping like 12 hours, going to bed at 10 at night, and not waking up or getting out of bed till 10 the next morning, just so emotionally, physically drained. Um, but we're there for five days. Yeah, and I remember talking with Ronnie because he was supposed to come in and meet us. And I was going to give him his letterman check, and I've said this story on the radio before, but then he didn't come. And so I'm talking to him, no problem, I'll bring it when we come home. But we weren't coming home. <laughs> you should have seen the look on your face when I said that to you, because mm-hmm. I, I heard you say that. I said, uh-huh. Paula, we're not going home. And then the reality yeah. of what we had done, now this is 22 and a half years ago, yeah. but the reality of, of what we were we were doing, this wilderness that we were stepping mm-hmm. into, um, really hit hard. Yeah, it did. I don't know if I'm just built this way or something's wrong with me, Pastor Ron, but it's like, you know, you were at Bible college to become a pastor. And you're there uh, like a year and a couple of months, supposed to graduate in May of 95, and they moved the graduation up to March of 95. That's when it hit me. I'm going to be a pastor's wife, you know? <laughs> what? But, yeah, we had taken that step, and we're in Arizona. You know, what, it's five, six, seven-hour drive from where we were, and we stopped for five days. Did I just forget that Texas was the goal? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. But just like, oh, my goodness, this is really happening. Yeah, and see, because we didn't know anybody here, and we'd never even been to Texas up to that point. It was just one of those things, like, it wasn't real. It was something that was so far out there. Mm-hmm. And that moment where reality really gripped your heart was a difficult one. Yeah. But I, I knew the whole time we were going to go. And then I was kind of okay because we were floating. You know, Jesus was holding the truck up. And, you know, you could see him before us and behind us until we got to Junction. <laughs> and it was like, this is really, really happening. And, um, but, yeah, but I think my Lord. Why don't, don't you share with people what happened when we hit the city limits of San Antonio? Oh, I just, I don't know. I went crazy. I lost my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, I kept start looking for the highway patrol, and I was thinking, you know, every truck is supposed to have a gun in the in the window, Pastor Ron. We don't have a gun in our window. And what's it going to be like? And no, 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 no. I think I started talking really fast again. When I get nervous, I kind of talk really fast again. And I was started kind of freaking out and where we were we got there kind of late there was no food in the place we didn't have anything to eat and this and this hotel we're going to stay in this hotel just everything was bad that's what happened (laughs) just bad just bad everything was just bad i was just scared and when i'm scared i I, you know i just kind of don't do well but see we had to go through all those things in order to to learn and we had to be in a place where we could see god's hand move on our behalf and that's what most christians miss out on because of fear we um we stop we stop because of fear we we go backwards and and just when god is ready to move Mm -hmm. we retreat yeah 
And that's Christians, we can't do that. Can't we, do just, that. we can't do it. Every yeah. step forward, uh, every day you belong to Jesus. Your responsibility to him is surrender everything to him every single day. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it's not that he gets mad at you. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So I don't want to be misunderstood here. I don't want anybody to feel guilty or, or, or defensive. But here's what happens when we go backwards we miss out. Yeah. The Lord says, oh, man, I had so much more for you. If you'd only taken one more step, mm-hmm. you know, like waiting for you to be saved, just give me one more day, just one more day and one more day. Praise the Lord. He just convinced me to continue one more day, one more day. Um, and for the ladies that I, I, I talk to quite often, just give him one more day. And he will show off for you. Just imagine, um, had we, you know, had I given up on just you, none of this would have happened. So I'm, I'm, A lot of people told you you should have. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. And, and, you know, I was, I was seeking counsel that I wanted to hear sometimes, but the Lord was, he intervened in time. I think, you know, in fact, I know that um, you're Pastor Ron and I'm your wife for this reason. Not that I have to go to church because I love coming to church now. You know, I love it um, because I'm learning. But he did it because he knew I needed to be here so I could hear, so I could see. (laughs) Poor Paula better put a pastor in her house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because she has to go to church. She has to go to church and and hear the word and, and learn. And having to go to church, even though I I know I get to, I am put in a position where I must needs love all the people. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You went King James on I went King James on you, baby. Probably we're inside a minute. Yeah. Talk about Sweet Summer Devotions. Sweet Summer Devotions on. again this coming Ladies Monday. Ladies Fall Luncheon. Ladies Fall Luncheon is September 9th here at the church. Um, but uh, Sweet Summer Devotion this coming Monday with Patty Morrow. She needs a lot of prayer because she's the older one. She says she had 21 pages. She can't do all 21 pages. God bless you guys. You've been listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life, the date-day edition program. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions, whatever's on your heart and mind. We'll do the best that we can. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, Rusty, we will be praying for you. Yes. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.